Kendra Winchester here with Autumn Privet, and this is Reading Women, a podcast where we're reclaiming half the bookshelf by discussing books written by or about women. And this is episode 36, where we're talking about our most anticipated books for the first half of 2018. Hi, Kendra. Hi, Autumn. Welcome back to Podcast Land. I know. It feels like it's been ages. It has. It has. That's for sure. But we're starting off with a bang. I know. And we have talked about this so much over the break and been texting each other back and forth and well we have like multiple streams where we message each other but that's beside the point <laughs> and we're just so excited about all these books that are coming out this year and this is just the first half of the year yeah which is crazy yeah so we're going to just do january through june today and then we'll check back in around then and we'll tell you guys about july through december of the rest of the year but we just wanted a chance to split it up and i think you guys are re- used to the routine by now i think so we also like to divide it up because then we can fit in more books. Exactly. Obviously. Exactly. Obviously. Uh, speaking of more books, we will have some honorable mentions in our show notes. We wanted it to mention books in particular that we thought you might not have heard of exactly. So really famous names like Lauren Groff and Ali Smith will be in the show notes and just other ones that we're looking forward to. But we decided to, you know, shake it up yeah. a bit. Just pick our favorites. But we love you, Ali. We do. It'll be okay. Uh, too many books, Autumn. But before we talk about books, the news. news. Okay, so I have the first news thing, which is that you might have noticed that we have a brand new theme song, and we are so excited about it because we had some friends compose it for us and arrange it for us, and so we think it really fits our personality a little bit better. And so thank you so much to Isaac and Sarah Green for taking the time to work on it over Christmas, and we're just absolutely smitten yes i i have a suck in my head all the time now especially after i've been editing it's pretty it's pretty great (laughs) at least i think it is but so the other update we have is our reading women challenge so you all might have noticed you may have found us through the challenge so we have a reading women challenge which is our reading challenge for 2018 and there are 24 challenges with two bonus ones and these are all inspired by our shortlist and our reading last year and our upcoming year of reading which we have planned so you can go check that out and see what you like we also have a goodreads group which i will link uh in the description description no that's that's youtube that i will link down the show notes down below and you could go there we have a discussion about people trying to find books well we've also have a page set up on our website if you click underneath our banner there's a link that says reading women challenge and there is a link to a printable sheet where you can check off the books that you're reading um and like write down the list there's also links to some blog posts that will be helpful and a list to just some other things that will help fill out some of the categories and we did loosely base the categories off of our episodes from last year so if you're looking for recommendations be sure to go back through our blog and through our website and you should hopefully be able to find something um, in those archives so and there are recommendations on Instagram as well. I've already done a couple posts recommending books um, and as the year progresses we're just going to keep um so yeah thanks for to everyone who's already participated someone was saying they've already read like 10 books this year or something like that for the challenge holy crap yeah i was amazed i was like well i think i've read four anyway so (laughs) y'all are really killing it and it's it's really exciting to see 
Another thing that happened over the break is that we completely revamped the store. So it is now hosted on Etsy and we have book blind dates and I'm actually mailing one out tonight that I'm really excited about. Uh, We have tote bags, we have stickers, we have reading women award kits. So if you want a seal, a reading women award seal to go on your award winning books, we have those. Um, We just got all kinds of stuff. And the last thing that we have is something that we really love, which is the 24 and 48 Readathon. It's going on the 27th and 28th of January. And this is a readathon over the course of two days where you try to read 24 hours. And they have raffles every, I think it's every three hours or every six hours. I can't remember, but they do it that way. And then if your name's John, you get a prize. And there's a giant collection of prizes that publishers and other bookish organizations have donated. Uh, My Around the World Book Club donated a bunch of international prizes and reading woman has donated uh three international prizes so you can choose either hunger or pachinko one of our 2017 reading Woman award winners and you'll also get mailed an award kit so that's pretty cool it is pretty cool and i saw them tweet the list of sponsors for this year and oh my goodness there are a lot of nice ones i saw book of the month on there and a bunch of amazing publishers definitely check out that readathon this coming weekend i'm going to be on the reading women instagram stories updating people about what i'm reading and different things so definitely go check that out which finally brings us to the books I'm not going to waste any time because I'm excited, so I'm just going to jump into this. The first book that I'm excited about for 2018 is Feel Free by Zadie Smith, and it is published by Penguin Press, and it'll be coming out on February 6th, so in just a few short days by the time this comes out. Cue jazz hands and muffin arms and anything else. Um, I love Zadie Smith. Since we first decided to talk about this book, um, I actually got a ticket to get to see her on her tour in Atlanta. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So Zadie Smith is the author of Swing Time and and White Teeth and On Beauty and other books. Like, she's very prolific. Um, But this is actually a collection of essays. So Swing Time was a novel written in first person? Yes. Yes. Okay, so it's her first first person novel. And she's just a master of genres. Like, Like, I tell you what, like, The way that she can adapt her voice is just incredible. So this collection of essays are some new ones and some that have been previously published before. And it's divided into five different sections. So there's in the world, in the audience, in the gallery, on the bookshelf, and feel free. Which sound like fun categories. They do. Like, almost like Jeopardy, only for cool book nerds. (laughs) I want to put that on a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. Whoever's in charge of publicity at Penguin Press. Hire Kendra to write your t-shirts. From the <laughs> blurb, there's not a ton out about, like, I couldn't find a table of contents or anything, but um, from the blurb, it says that the essays answer questions like, what is the social network and Facebook itself really about? And Zadie Smith says, it is, quote, it is a cruel portrait of us, 500 million sentient people entrapped in the recent careless thoughts of a Harvard sophomore, end quote. Wow. Which is just a great like, I know, right? And then the, another one they cited was, uh, or another question they say will be answered in this essay collection is, why do we love libraries? And she says, well-run libraries are filled with people because what a good library offers cannot be easily found elsewhere. An indoor public space in which you do not have to buy anything in order to stay, which is a 
fabulous quote. It is. It sounds like a quote that should have been in Ali Smith's public library. Yes, I thought that too. But Zadie Smith is just an amazing writer and a beautiful human, and she's just amazing in everything. And so um, I'm really excited. <laughs> Was that gushing? Did that happen? What? We don't gush. What? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm really excited to read these essays. I haven't, I think I've read like one online before, but I haven't really read any of her essays extensively. So I'm really excited to get to dig into these. And also I'm going to let you in on a secret. We have a special giveaway happening on release day. Um, so you'll definitely want to check out our social media pages for that on February 6th, which is when Feel Free by Zadie Smith will be published. My first pick is Heartberries by Therese Marie Melio from Catterpoint on February 6th. Uh, this book is a memoir by Therese, and she is a First Nations woman from British Columbia, Canada. So she wrote this memoir. It's only about 160-ish pages, and it's a very small uh, size of a book. And it is incredibly beautiful. This cover, which you can see in our show notes on our website, I'm just in absolutely in love with it. And the introduction is actually by Sherman Alexie, who wrote The Absolutely True Diary of Part-Time Indian, and also You Don't Have to Say You Love Me. And he says in his introduction, uh, this book is an epic take, an Iliad for the indigenous. It is a story of one First Nation woman and her geographic, emotional, and theological search for meaning in a colonial world. Therese is a world-changing talent, and I recommend this book with 100% of my soul. It's amazing, right? I know. And I'm really excited about this one because one of my kind of unspoken, unwritten commitments this year was to read more books by First Nations people. And so I'm really excited to read this one. And I haven't read too many books uh, by Native American or First Nations women. I've, I read um, Whereas by Lily Long Soldier last year, which is a poetry collection shortlisted for the National Book Award. I read obviously Louise Erdrich, but I hadn't you know, I haven't, I don't think I've read a memoir before. So I'm really excited about this one. And I was even more excited when I saw Roxane Gay uh, reviewed it on Goodreads because, of course, she did. I always look for her reviews. What Roxane Gay says is what Melio has accomplished in this exquisite book is brilliance, both raw and refined testament. And I just love what when Roxane Gay reviews a book because she's very picky. But then she's able to communicate how much she loves it. And so I didn't know much about this book going in. And you can't really read too much about it since it's so short without, like, spoilers and, you know, everything. So I'm really looking forward to reading this book about Teresa's life. And uh, it says in the blurbs that, you know, she had a really difficult childhood. And so she grew up uh, with PTSD and uh, different things. And so she grew up and uh, then had a, you know, child of her own and then had to kind of deal with all the ramifications of that. And I'm just, I, this is number one on my list. And I, I had to like use every ounce of self-control not to stop my entire life just to sit and read it when it came in the mail. Well, as soon as you finish it, it's coming to my house. So it's true. I need to return some of yours anyway. So it's nice. We have a nice barter system. Uh, and that is Heartberries by Therese Marie Melio. And uh, that is out from Counterpoint on February 6th. So my next pick is All the Names They Used for God Stories by Anjali uh, Sakdeva. And it is out by Spiegel and Growl on February 20th. And this is a debut short story collection. And I judge books by their covers. Um, <laughs> Everyone does, Autumn. It's okay. It's a safe place. <laughs> it's, 
So, like, the cover of this book has, like, this fractured, like, angular flower on it. And I was like, okay, I don't know what this is, <laughs> but I'm going to read it. <laughs> and then I saw it. Was, Keep that designer raised. Right. Um, and then I saw it was short stories, and I was like, okay, well, this is a no-brainer. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Yeah, basically. So the blurb says that it is a haunting, diverse debut story collection that explores the isolation we experience in the face of the mysterious, often dangerous forces that shape our lives. And then some other descriptions I read said that it covers like all kinds of centuries and continents and characters, and but the, all the stories are unified by a similar theme. And fate seems to be a big theme in it, which made me think of The Immortalists, which we just read. And so I was like, ooh, well, that might be an interesting follow-up to The Immortalists. And then I found a quote where the author describes it as where, quote, wonder and terror meet at the horizon and we walk the knife edge between them. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, well, I know she can write a sentence, so let's... <laughs> Just hand it over. Right. I'm like, just just give me. Just give me now. Just give me now. <laughs> and something interesting, too, is like, so the title, all the names they used for God, I have found out also, um, thank you to uh, Kirkus Reviews for enlightening me on this, that the gods are like science and nature and psychology and industry. It sounds kind of like science fiction-y, maybe? Yeah, it reminds me of like American gods, where the gods are like the internet. I haven't read as much Neil Gaiman as you have, so... Well, that would... <laughs> that would be difficult. <laughs> right. Hi, Neil, in case you're listening. I'm a big fan. I love you. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I'm really excited to read this. Um, some of the stories um, that I've seen mentioned talk about... One of them is called The World in the Night, and it's about a, a woman in the Ozarks who is abandoned by her family... And then the title story, All the Names for God, um, follows two Nigerian women who are trying to rebuild their lives after being kidnapped as teenagers. So it just seems like it's a whole wide range of people and experiences. And yeah, so I'm really excited to read All the Names They Used for God by Anjali Sakdeva, and that will be coming out February 20th. And my next pick is also an essay collection. We have a theme. We have a theme. <laughs> an intentional theme, but a theme below the same. So my next pick is What Are We Doing Here by Marilyn Robinson. And this is out from Far Strauss and Garou on February 20th. And so we all know Marilyn Robinson from Gilead and Home and Lila, her trilogy about a Congregationalist minister and him coming to the end of his life and writing this letter to his son. And then the other two books are the same story, but from different characters' perspectives. So it creates like this little triad of perfection. Uh, Marilyn, though, is a theologian and a Congregationalist herself. And so she is very well versed in this discussion of God and theology and American politics. So she writes a lot of essays about that, and she approaches hot topics with a theological, you know, her theological perspective. And she's also, just as a side note, has this amazing interview with, you know, Barack Obama, and they just talk to each other, and it's amazing. Yeah, You know, if you need convinced yes. that you need to read her, then just listen to that. <laughs> anyway, so this particular amazing. essay collection 
is described as uh, is a call for Americans to continue to the tradition of those great thinkers and to remake American political and cultural life as a deeply impressed uh, as deeply impressed by obligation and as a greater theater of heroic, heroic generosity with despite all it's sometimes palpable still. You can tell by that that blur. Her writing is pretty dense, guys. <laughs> so just be prepared going in. I, it's not something that you can bend read. She forces you to slow down and take in her ideas. She is indeed a great thinker. And she is accessible by whatever your beliefs because she is just breaks it down for you and talks to you about certain things. She's so knowledgeable. And I have the biggest author crush on her. Like I want to be Marilyn when I grow up. I just I saw I saw this article about how when her pastor is gone, sometimes he'll ask her to fill the pulpit, and I just got so excited, and I was like, "Oh my goodness! Like I want to go to that church. I will travel across the country, sit down, and be like, just teach me, Marilyn." Well, she's she's another one to whom I to my shame I has not made it onto my reading list, and so she's uh, on my list this year. Once you once you hit Gilead. There's just there's just no going back. I know, I know. It's amazing. And I'm just like, you get Gilead and you get Gilead. I gave it to my grandma one time and <laughs> you know my grandma, she likes like fluffy like stuff and she picked it up and was like, No. Oh. It's like this woman thinks too much. Poor grandma. Though she wouldn't say it in those words. So if you like thinking women, read Marilyn Robinson. Is that the endorsement? Amen. Yes. <laughs> And that is What Are We Doing Here by Marilyn Robinson, out from FSG on February 20th. So our ad spot this month is we are giving it to ourselves because we have a Patreon page that we are really excited about. And if you're part of our patrons, shout out to you guys. We have just had a great time building this community in the last year, and we have so many wonderful patrons who give us feedback for the podcast and offer suggestions for things that we can do better or things that we can include. It was actually their suggestion that we do the reading challenge this year, so... And we were like, yes, of course, we loved, we've been thinking about it. You know, thanks for bringing it to our attention. I'm glad that you'd like to do that. We're not crazy. <laughs> yes. Well, because sometimes we think we have crazy ideas. So it's nice to it's true. know we're not as crazy as we think we are. But anyway, we have some new stuff we're doing this year now that we kind of have enough people to really do some fun stuff. And we are starting an, an exclusive patron book club. So it's going to be quarterly, and what we're going to do is we will suggest a couple books that either we have read and loved or that are on our TBRs, and then the patrons get to vote. And then at the end of the quarter, which will be March for this first book, we'll all have a group hangout, and we can have like a little book club and discuss. And there's just enough people that it's not too many people, but also it's just enough that you can be inclusive. And I'm very excited about discussing all of these books with uh, our patrons because they have a lot of great ideas and there's just a lot of diversity of thought and backgrounds and different things. So I think it'll be pretty cool. And there are a lot of different patron levels, so you don't have to be at a certain level in order to participate because we want as many people as we can to join in on this book club. And yeah, thanks again to all of you who do already support the podcast. It helps us keep the lights on, as we say, and we really couldn't do everything we do without you. So be sure to check out our Patreon page. It will be linked in our show notes and it's on our website and lots of other places. 
And I think you have the next pick, too. So my next pick is Awayland by Romana Azubel, and it is being published by Riverhead, and it is coming out on March 6th. Um, she is a author who I actually had not heard about before this book, but she has three novels and another short story collection out as well. Her one novel, No One Is Here Except All Of Us, won the Penn Center Literary Award for Fiction, and it was a finalist for the New York Public Library Young Lions Fiction Award, so she's very accomplished, and I just live under a rock. So, <laughs> this the disc, the blurb says that these stories span the globe and beyond from small-town America and sunny Caribbean islands to the Arctic Ocean and the very gates of heaven itself. And though some of these stories are steeped in mythology, they remain grounded in universal experiences, etc., etc., etc. So, these stories seem to be kind of, sort of, kind of magical realism, kind of. Yeah, that's what I've heard her stuff is. I've seen a lot of people talking about A Guide to Being Born, which was her last yes. story collection. Yeah, but they also, apparently she's really funny, too. I know there's, I've talked to some people who are like, oh, I don't know how I feel about magical realism. And I feel like magical realism is often kind of heavy. So, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see what she does with these. Um, and then this short story collection is divided into four geographical categories. So there's Bay of Hungers, the Cape of Persistent Hope, the Lonesome Flats, and the Dream Isles. So, I know. Sounds cool. I know, right? So I'm, now that I've even read more about it, I'm really excited to, um, to dig into these. So I am also really excited about reading this author. I think I might start with a guide to being born since I've seen so many people talk about it over on booktube and then get in there. So hopefully by the time you're done with the Wayland, then I can steal it. I'll let you borrow it. We have a lot of reading strategies going on. Logistics, man, logistics. Um, so that is a Wayland by Romana Azubel, and that book is being published by Riverhead and will be out on March 6th. And my next pick is one I am absolutely thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to talk about is The Gunners by Rebecca Kaufman, and that's out from Counterpoint, and that comes out on March 20th. Autumn sent me this book, and she was like, Kendra, this is a you book, and I saw the cover, and I was like, yeah, yeah, and then I read the synopsis, and I was like, yep. Yep, that's what good friends are for. <laughs> and so this book basically jumped to, obviously, the top of my, you know, TBR most anticipated pile, whatever you want to call it. Obviously, I also have no words. So this book is about a group of friends, and it's called The Gunners. And it's actually narrated by a guy named Mikey. He's a 30-year-old guy suffering from macular degeneration, which is where your vision goes cloudy. And so one of the friends, uh, Sally, commits suicide. And it's like having to deal with that. And so it's like a group of friends and how they deal with her suicide and what happens after that. And it's kind of like the aftermath of that and all the secrets that come out and just finding their way after Sally's death. And I, I just think that this book, this look at a bunch of characters and at a group of friends so in, in depth, and this sounds like a beautiful character study. So I am all over this. And it's out by Counterpoint, which, man, they're just killing it lately. They're the ones who published A Kind of Freedom last year. And Heartberries. And Heartberries. Go Counterpoint! 
their one of their books was also nominated for in the fiction category for the National Book Critics Circle Award, and they are just on fire. And I don't know why I, I never realized how awesome they were and that they, you know, were there. But I am so glad I do now. I want to go back into their back catalog and see what they have because they are just killing it. And this is not planned, for the record. This is not planned. This is just, I love you. In summary. <laughs> so, uh, so that is The Gunners by Rebecca Kaufman. And that is out from Counterpoint on March 20th. And then my final pick and... In true autumn fashion, I realize I have picked two short story collections and two essay collections. I do read fiction, but apparently I play favorites. <laughs> it was an accident. I didn't mean to do it. It's, yeah, well, as you said, it's very, a very autumn thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> so the way to my heart is to buy me short story collections and essay collections. Anyway, so my last pick is Look Alive Out There by Sloane Crosley. And this book is being published by MCD, which is a new imprint. Well, it's like a subset. Yeah, it's an imprint of uh, For Our Strauss and Guru. So this book will be out on April 3rd. And as you know, if you've listened to me talk about Sloane Crosley, um, she has two other essay collections out already and one novel. And I've read all of them because (laughs) Sloane Crosley. And this book is actually being published 10 years after her first essay collection. I was told there'd be cake, which is the first collection of hers that I read. And I don't, I just like her. She's a great writer. And you you keep going on about how funny she is because you've been telling me to read her for years. She is yeah. funny. Like her, I just remember reading, I was told there'd be cake and just like laughing so hard. I thought this was funny from the back cover. So I just put it in here. So it's, it's described as the characteristic heart and punch packing observations are back, but with a newfound coat of maturity, a thin coat, more of a blazer, really. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was so funny. Anyway, all right. Back to podcasting. This is, again, like most essay collections, like it's some that have been published before, some that haven't been published before. There's one essay that was only published as like a limited edition, like Kindle mini, but you could only buy it uh, as an ebook. And so that's included in this collection. Um, And there's also an essay about her and her like writing and struggling with. Um, illness and apparently she has and I didn't know this actually like some sort of like condition where she gets really dizzy so I'm interested to read more about that and kind of one of our themes for the reading women challenge this year is talking about illness and stuff like that so I think this could potentially fit into that category we'll see what happens um yeah but I just she's just funny and I like her and I'm excited to read this and there's a bird on the cover which makes me think of Portlandia so anyway that is always a perfect reason to pick up a book because there's a bird on it how millennial (laughs) anyway is it is it millennial pink no it's yellow though (laughs) so that is Look Alive Out There by Sloan Crosley. It's being published by MCD, and it'll be out on April 3rd. And my last pick is Legendary Ladies by Anne Chen, and this is out from Chronicle Books on April 3rd. So you guys probably know that I love Bad Girls Throughout History by Anne Chen, and that was, uh, I believe, like 50 women throughout history uh, that were considered deviant or like 
just girls who did stuff, basically. Feminist women throughout history. And this time, Anne Shen is talking about uh, women from mythology and folklore. And it's 50 women with that. And what I love, love, love about Anne Shen is her beautiful artwork. And so one page has the art, a portrait of the woman. And in this case, it would be like the character. And then the other side is the story. And so she is able to like tell you these stories of these amazing women with amazing art. And I know there this is becoming like a trend. There's a lot of different books like this coming out, but Anshen in particular is one of my favorites because all of her art is just incredibly beautiful and powerful, but yet beautiful and like that feminine strength kind of you know going on. So I I love her. I love the diversity of her selections of the women that she features, but I just love it's also beautiful and she's on Twitter and a lot of times during current events like she'll create like artwork really quickly. And so she did one of Oprah recently. Ooh. Like we're during her speech. And so it's really cool. You get to see her like interacting with history as it's being made as well as these collected works in uh that are published by Chronicle. So uh, I just love her. So definitely check out Legendary Ladies, 50 Goddesses to Empower and Inspire You out from Chronicle on April 3rd. And it is beautiful. So that's that's the last book, Autumn. How, wow. It's crazy. I can't wait to get my hands on these books. Like, I'm kind of like, okay, now I got to go get them all. <laughs> Pokemon. I got to go catch them all. It's true. <laughs> Thank you all for listening and hearing about some of our favorite books. As a reminder, we do have show notes over on our website that has all the photos and a lot more interactive features over there. So that will be also linked in the show notes if you're listening to this in a podcatcher like iTunes or anything like that. So definitely go check that out. Also, if you would love to leave us a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, that would be absolutely wonderful. We greatly appreciate it. And you can also check out for even more books throughout the year, because I know you want more books. Just all the books. All the books. Yes. And we also do reviews in the newsletter and uh, just a lot of different things. So definitely check that out. And so that's the end of our first show of 2018. Thank you all so much for listening. Next month, we will be talking about Black women authors for Black History Month. And we're really excited about that. We've already read a lot of the books and oh man, are they good. Um, So you don't want to miss that. Meanwhile, you can find Reading Women on social media at The Reading Women on Instagram and Twitter and Litzy and Facebook. Um, You can also find Kendra and me and everything that we're talking about on our personal pages. You can find me at Autumn Privet and Kendra at KD Winchester. Thank you all so much for listening to the Reading Women podcast and we'll talk to you soon.